Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. It's such a strange thing because I'm preparing for so much unknown and like, how do you prepare for the unknown? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. When Audrey joined my team, I was just beginning to understand the life of both being a mother to an infant and an entrepreneur. One thing I learned quickly is that to be both the mama and the businesswoman I wanted to be, I needed someone who could step into the brand and help me turn my content ideas into gorgeous, captivating copy. Audrey is now an integral part of our team, bringing eloquence to podcast topics and capturing the voice of our brand on the blog. It just seems so fitting that Audrey joined our team when she did, when motherhood was brand new to me, because now Audrey is expecting her first bundle of joy and looking ahead to what it means to be a mother and a business owner. So excited for you to meet another one of my team members and for us to chat through what it's like to prepare for time away from work when you're self-employed. Audrey has a healthy roster of clients, so I'm so excited to hear how she's planning her maternity leave in a way that serves those clients while giving her the precious time she deserves with her future little babe. Here she is, my friend, my teammate, Audrey Skelton. Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Gold Digger. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or project. From graphic design to copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more, get 10% off in the service you deserve at fiverr.com with the code GOLDDIGGER. Thanks to Fundrise for supporting Gold Digger. Start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash golddigger to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. 
All right. There is nothing I love more than having my own team on the podcast, not only because my audience gets to know them, but it gives me an excuse to catch up. So welcome to the show, Audrey. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. I wish we could be having spicy margaritas, but this will do for now until we can be (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, and you would have to make yours a virgin this time around because you are pregnant, which is so exciting. And I'm just really, really excited to have this conversation about preparing for maternity leave as a business owner and a contractor. And we're going to dive into all of those things. But for people who don't know who you are, Tell us who Audrey is and what you do. I love it. Well, yeah, so it's kind of a roundabout story. I'll try to keep it as concise as possible, but I went to school for journalism and I always knew I wanted to be a writer. My very first internship was at Teen Vogue. I, of course, watched The Hills and thought I was the next Lauren Conrad. (laughs) But that internship was super, super intense. Like, picture like the devil wears Prada, except a lot less glamorous. Like, we didn't have cars driving us around. We were like schlepping through the subways with 50 pounds of garment bags and like merchandise boxes, like working 12 hours a day for no pay. And like, I remember specifically one day I, I had forgotten a garment bag or something from like a design house and my boss needed it for a photo shoot. And so I got yelled at for like 20 minutes, took my 10 minute lunch break in Times Square and just called my mom crying in the middle of Times Square. Like it was such like a weird movie moment, but (laughs) this is probably not for me, the fashion world and fashion journalism. I didn't get any writing experience that summer, but I just learned like, it's a little bit too intense for me. Lauren Conrad handled it a lot better than I did. (laughs) Um, So after college, I took the first opportunity I could get at any job. And I started working for a public relation firm in Texas And honestly, from day one, I was pretty miserable. And I knew I just knew it wasn't going to last. Like we had a lot of big oil and energy clients. And like, the PR side of it was kind of like, trying to spin just a lot of environmental things that I didn't agree with. So I tried to convince myself like, okay, just try to make it a year. You know, like you hear that when you're graduating from college, like don't leave your first job before a year. Like that's a major no, no. I was so scared and hesitant to leave. But after three months there, I did end up getting a different opportunity to do marketing for a startup in Dallas. But I still wasn't like totally aligned with my purpose, which for me, my purpose is to tell meaningful stories that help and serve others in some way. And the place that I was working is a real estate startup and like didn't see myself working in marketing for real estate forever either. A local magazine reached out to me and I had actually interned at this local magazine. It's like a city magazine in the Dallas area. And they reached out to see if I'd be interested in becoming their research editor. And that was like it. I was like, oh my gosh, a magazine wants me. Like this is what I'd been wanting since I graduated. And so I started this new job at the magazine and even though I was on the editorial team, it was basically like this glorified fact-checking position where I organized spreadsheets all day and worked on those. And like, it was not 
really any kind of creative work. There's no writing work. And for me, I just realized like my dream opportunity here like was not, (laughs) it was a little bit more lackluster than I had imagined. But I also didn't, I was not about to quit another job. And I figured I needed to like at least stick this out to show that I could commit to something. I started to see a therapist actually who she encouraged me to kind of start my own creative pursuit if I couldn't be very creative at work or leave my job. So I ended up creating a lifestyle blog, which was just totally like a creative outlet. And it was such a huge weight lifted just to be creating again for the sake of creating. And I found myself wishing I could just blog for a living. Like I was totally one of those, but it actually ended up sort of being foreshadowing to now. Cause I do, I mean, I blog for other people for a living. I started freelancing for friends here and there who worked in marketing, who needed blog posts or emails written for their clients. So it just it looked nothing like what I imagined my career would look like. It was the happiest I was since graduating. And I thought like, I have the experience. Now I just need to expand my workload and client list. And I began to see that like working with clients who I really understand on a personal level and whose whose missions aligned with my own mission, that makes content creation so much easier and not just easier either, just so much more like compatible, meaningful. I didn't have to spend hours researching and teaching myself about industries that I knew nothing about. So over the last couple years of doing this, I've kind of started working mainly with female founders, ones who run online service-based businesses. You and I began working together, I think it was last May. feels like longer than a year and a half, but I think it was last May. And yeah, I've just, I've never been happier or more fulfilled. And I never envisioned working for myself, but this is absolutely my dream career. I feel so, so lucky to have ended up on this path, even though it was kind of a wild path to begin with. I love that because I feel like there are so many times in our lives where we've been told like, don't leave the job or this is going to look bad on paper. And then you recognize like, well, who's even going to be reading this paper down the road? Like, does this paper even matter? And I just, I love that because I feel like so many people are constantly feeling that like out of alignment, like you described, but they don't know how to pursue alignment. And sometimes life teaches you and sometimes you make decisions, but it's just been so cool to kind of hear you honor each step of your story, even when you're like, I know I'm not supposed to, but (laughs) this doesn't feel right. Totally. Yeah. And there's a lot of like shame wrapped up in that. And that's what I've had to like kind of work through the past five years, I would say is just like, it's okay to follow your gut instincts. And like that is there for a reason. And just because it looks different than like your friend's path or everyone else you graduated, like that is okay. I mean, as long as you're pursuing something that actually has a future attached to it, like I don't think I could ever totally go off the rails and like, I don't know, just be completely no plan. I'm very plan oriented, but I think just following that instinct is and learning to listen to it can be super powerful. Yeah. 
So let's talk about what's going on in your personal world. I will never forget. I was over at my parents' house and you messaged me on Slack and you're like, hey, whenever you have time, can we jump on the phone? And I was like, either she's quitting or she's pregnant. And number two was correct. So talk to me a little bit just kind of about what's going on in your world. And then let's talk about the reality of maternity leave and what that looks like as a business owner and a contractor. And we'll walk through all of that. Totally. Well, I told the whole team this when I told everyone else, (laughs) but you prophesied in my life because we had a team (laughs) gathering at the beginning of this year before COVID and everything. We were all together and we were talking about our words of the year and mine is soften. And you told me, you know, the thing that has softened me the most is motherhood. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, John and I were thinking about it at that time, but we were also in the middle of buying a house. And yeah, we just weren't totally sure. And to be fully, fully honest, I wasn't sure how long it would take to get pregnant. And I've always, 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which kind of ingrained like this story in me, like it's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. And I was diagnosed based off of a couple of like physical symptoms. I had like really bad hormonal cystic acne and an irregular cycle. So that was it. They kind of just diagnosed me based on that. So I've carried this story with me like, okay, well, I know fertility issues come with PCOS. And so I planned like once we start trying, it'll probably be six months to a year. And I tried to like get John like to wrap his head around that too. And of course, I think that I probably could have done a little bit more digging and talking to doctors if I wanted like the full scope of it rather than just assuming that because it did not take that long, which I'm so, so grateful for. I just like, it was just totally unexpected, but I'd had this story for so long that I I had been prepared to figure out getting pregnant. I wasn't prepared to get pregnant and then figure out like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a baby now in nine months. And I work for myself, but I also work for many clients. How is that going to look? So it's been kind of this trip of like, okay, we're pregnant. Now what? <laughs> like I didn't have to really stress as much about those things on the front end that I thought I was going to have to, but now there's a lot more we have to figure out. So yeah, it's been really exciting and really weird just with with COVID and quarantine. Like I was telling you, like time feels like it's going so slow and I feel like I have been planning and preparing and trying to lean into this time of just my husband and I before we have a baby, this is our first child, but also just just also trying to like wrap my head around what it's going to be like once the baby's here. And I know that a lot of a lot of the horror stories that I read and see and hear about motherhood is like you're getting stretched so thin between work, between your relationship and between wanting to be there and care for your baby and not to mention wanting to take care of yourself and your family. So there's just so many things. And I right now, what I'm trying to do is just mentally prepare and be okay with not always getting to be the perfect, whatever it is, whether that's contractor, freelancer, writer, or wife or mom, and like, kind of wrapping my head around 
it's okay to like, there will be failures and there will be learning curves. So that's kind of my mental (laughs) prep work right now is just kind of being more, I guess, softening in a way that word of my Mm -hmm. year, being okay (laughs) with all of that. And for my business, it was really, really interesting because as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, okay, what is the game plan? Because I do not want to let anyone down. I, I love my clients. I love what I do. But life's about to look a lot different. So one of the first things I did was start researching a plan and trying to figure out what it could look like. And there's not a lot of information out there for contractors specifically. I mean, I'm, I'm a business owner, but because I work with so many different people and businesses, there's just not a lot out there about what it looks like to take a maternity leave or if that's even a possibility. So I kind of just made up my own plan and ran it by all of my clients one by one. And uh, thank goodness, like everyone has been so supportive and you're wonderful. You're like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, a plan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so my plan is this. I As soon as I, well, actually when we were starting to try to get pregnant, I decided to hire an assistant writer and she's someone who had actually worked with before and she's fabulous. I just adore her and she has a very similar writing style to me, which is very important to me. And she's someone I know I can trust, which is also super important to me because I'm entrusting her with all of my clients' work. So I hired her and she's kind of been helping me with just some extra new client work right now, but I'm due at the end of the year. I think December 28th is my technical due date, but that's kind of been moved around a couple of times, but I've just picked the due date. That's the soonest. (laughs) (laughs) January 4th. I'm like, I'll, I'll stick with December 28th. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so we will be over the next few months kind of working ahead as much as possible for my ongoing client work, which is clients like you who I do monthly work for. I do blog posts and for you help out with the podcast solo shows. So we're just going to do as much as we can ahead of time so that basically... Christmas through the end of March is what I'm planning to take as my maternity leave. And like I say that with air quotes, it's like a loose maternity leave. And I want it to be super, super flexible. But I am planning to have as much done before then as I can. And then my assistant writer will kind of step in to be almost like a mini me or like a temp while I am taking that little break. And she can kind of be like the direct go-to person if anyone needs something last minute or if we didn't get to finish everything that we wanted to ahead of time, which I expect there will be a little bit of that as well. And then I expect to check in a little bit here and there. I mean, the hard thing is I've been around babies. Like I said, I was a nanny for two years. I've babysat my whole life. So like I somewhat understand what this phase will be like, but of course... I also understand it's going to be totally, totally different because it's my own and just just because there's so much more involved. So my, my priority is to be able to be as present as I can during those three months with the baby. But I also know I get so much purpose and like meaning from working with my clients. So I, I kind of do see myself checking in maybe like once a week or every other week if things are going well with the baby and like everything is kind of getting into routine. And I'm talking about it kind of vaguely because I'm like, 
I hope there's you a don't know. You don't know what you don't know. I'm just having like so many flashbacks. And one of the things that I think was so shocking to me, it was, you know, I prepared for three months off and we worked <laughs> so hard yeah. to get everything ready. And so all of a sudden you go from like the biggest grind of your life where you're just yeah. like, I'm going to take a summer vacation off with this new baby and become a mother all at the same time. And then I remember, I think I was like maybe two weeks into motherhood. And I was like, guys, this child sleeps like 20 hours a day. Like, what am I supposed to do? I can only watch Good Morning America for an hour a day. Like, I just remember being so itchy to work yeah. again. And it was so funny because I feel like, and this was just my experience, of course, but I almost feel like if I could tell women, if they have flexibility and they work from home that I would, I was so grateful because when Coco was three months old, then we went to Hawaii for a month. And that was when it felt like real maternity leave because she was starting to be awake more and more alert. And I like didn't want to miss anything. And so it was really, really interesting to me because I'm like, I wish I could have just worked more when she was a newborn and slept the whole time and then had off more when she was more awake and alert. And I'm like, I never expected that. But again, you don't know what you don't know. It's so wild and hard to plan for what we don't know, you know? Yes. I, I do know I'm, I'm in that. And the other thing, yeah. So I've talked to a few different business owners who work from home and I also hear like, well, the first few months for me, my baby had colic and they just wouldn't sleep. So if that's going on, then like, I don't even want to see my laptop, let alone open it and like check in, you know? So I just want that ability to be there those first few months. And that's why I'm like, if it is going really well, then yes, like I'm probably going to be like, hello, what do you need today? I need <laughs> we'll be like, go away. My team would be like, get off. And I'm like, no, for real guys. Like, can I write a blog post? Can I do something? Like I just want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do something. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so, oh, wow. so wild and unpredictable, which I guess is kind of like just foreshadowing for all of parenthood. And like, I need to yes. get used to it. <laughs> Yes. I want to know, have you ever stepped away from your business for an extended period of time? Like what's the longest amount of time you've been offline? No, I have never. I I mean, even when I travel, which I'm this year hasn't been any, but when I have, it's usually like I'm checking in a few times as I travel, even if I'm not doing like full on tasks or projects, like I'm still connected. So this will be the longest by far. I think the longest I've taken a trip and tried to unplug is maybe like an extended weekend. So like four or five days. So this is (laughs) totally, totally brand new to me. If you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful investment portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate right alongside stocks and bonds and mutual funds. But the simple truth is that real estate investments haven't been readily available to all investors until now, thanks to Fundrise. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high quality, high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has you covered. 
Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via asset updates. Investing in real estate like this has never been easier or more accessible. Sometimes investing can feel like it's not for us, like we don't know enough or we don't know where to start, but Fundrise can help you feel empowered with all of the information they share. I've truly learned so much through exploring the app and I invite you to dig in too. Start building your better portfolio today. Get started at fundrise.com slash gold digger to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash gold digger to have your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash gold digger. When I look ahead to the end of the year and the beginning of a new one, there's one word guiding my decisions, simplicity. That word takes on a whole lot of meanings, but in my business, it means simplifying my workload and handing off the things that I don't have to do or don't want to do myself. That is why I am crazy about Fiverr. Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. Whether you're launching your first business, scaling your current business, or in need of extra support to complete a project, Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent is here to help. I'm always turning to Fiverr Talent to help with video production or one-off projects when we just need a few more hands to bring our vision to life. It's easy to find what and who you need. You can customize your search by service, deadline, price, seller reviews, and more. No more guessing games. You'll know exactly what you're paying for upfront with no negotiating needed. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GOLDDIGGER. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R.com code GOLDDIGGER. Again, that's Fiverr.com code GOLDDIGGER. I love that. And I think one of my biggest things that I want for you and for anyone is while you're grinding to prepare ahead that you're still pausing enough to really relish in that time, you know, with your partner or your husband or your boyfriend or whomever it is, because I feel like sometimes it's like, we're just like sprinting and sprinting and sprinting to the finish line. And then we get there and we're like, whoa, I'm tired, you know? Yes. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, it's such a strange thing because I'm preparing for so much unknown. And like, how do you prepare for the unknown other than just trusting and putting practices in place that that feel good and make you feel confident? So that's what I'm, I'm trying to do that for both my business and for myself. Like I've never, I'm very much someone who's like a homebody. My home is my sanctuary and I'm I, I love to, I'm a weird person who loves to clean, but I'm like, I know that when I'm exhausted and trying to work again and have a baby and want my relationship to like be solid, I, I don't think I'm going to want to vacuum. Like, so I'm probably going to hire like a house cleaner once a month or something. I'm trying to think of things like that to feel prepared and to feel like things are taken care of. And thank goodness to my husband, his job is doing fine with everything that's been going on. And he's actually been working from home since March. And I think it's expected that he'll probably be home still into the new year. So as weird and crazy as this time is, 
it's actually been kind of this like hidden blessing that we've been able to take on home projects together. And I know that he'll just, just being around it, he'll be able to be more present with me and with the baby when he or she gets here. So there, there's just certain things that I'm like super grateful for and trying to put in place now so that I don't feel super frantic once the baby's here. And another thing that a friend told me, which I thought was absolutely brilliant and I never would have thought of on my own is to kind of like rank your friends and designate things to them. Like, okay, this friend is is really empathetic. So when I'm just feeling like blue or sleep deprived, like I can text, I'm going to tell her ahead of time that she's my person to go to when I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Like, month, like she's my go-to person if I'm just feeling like, uh, like I can't figure it out. And then to have like one go-to friend who's like, your grocery person, which of course now like grocery delivery is the best thing ever, but just to kind of designate different roles to your friends, which I think as someone who has crafted my own career path and who likes to be seen and thought of as very like strong and resilient, I'm, I'm preparing to like take on and ask for a lot more help than I ever, ever have. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, yeah, just designate tasks to your roles. I'm, I'm all about outsourcing. Like, yes. Yeah. And you just, I mean, you have to have people around you. I think motherhood is the best softening in the sense of learning how to ask for help mm-hmm. and how to like communicate what you need because it's so present and you're like helping this helpless little baby and you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I think back to when Conley was born and we had the mom club text thread with Ashlyn and Sarah, two of my girlfriends. Mm. And we were kind of talking about what our goals were for the year that we had our kids. And for us, we were like, we just want to try to maintain as much as we can. We don't need to grow. We don't need to scale. We just want to like maintain and find some normalcy. Have you kind of thought about like, once you come back, do you anticipate changes? Are you hoping to have any big goals for your business? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it's so wild to think about, but I think I'm kind of in line with what you're saying of just maintaining. But like I said, too, the last year or so I've been learning so much and digging so much into copywriting that I've been taking on one to two copywriting clients a month. So and those are I have like my content clients who I work with on an ongoing basis, like, I mean, forever, if if possible. (laughs) But these clients are more just like a one time project or maybe just like not quite as ongoing. So I hope to continue growing in that space and taking on one to two new clients for copywriting projects. But that also just depends on my time and capacity. And I expect after my maternity leave to come back probably 15 to 20 hours a week which my workload right now is way beyond that. So I'll continue working with my assistant writer and kind of just divvying up a lot of the ongoing work as well as those like one-time projects. But yeah, I think to me, the thing that I found most powerful in my business is the slow, steady growth. Anytime I'm like, oh, I need to implement X, Y, and Z and like change a million things. It's like, 
first of all, that's so overwhelming and so not really my approach with anything in my life. But anytime I've just over time decided to start studying something new or implementing something new and just take my time with it, that's always been so much better for me mentally and for, I think, my business long term as well. I think that's so smart. And I 100% agree. I want to know one thing that it's kind of personal, but I think you'll be down to talk about it. But for people that run their own businesses, there's this great sense of fear that when I stop working or when I pause or when I take a break or a leave, the money stops coming in. So how are you kind of managing through the financial side of wanting to take a leave and also kind of expanding your own team and recognizing like, you know, I'm going to be a mom, I'm taking time off, I'm hiring a team. Like what are some of those fears and how are you navigating them? Yeah, that is such a good question. And it is so true for for my line of work specifically or anyone who works in any kind of service industry. If I'm not clocking hours or working on a project, then I'm not making money. But I will say since hiring someone, I've been able, I wasn't even planning to take on any new clients this year just because I didn't have the personal capacity and I wanted to be in this prep mode. But because I had someone who was willing and able to take on more work, um, I've been able to onboard new clients. And my workload hasn't expanded at all other than some additional reviewing, which I've loved editing and all of that kind of stuff like since forever. So that hasn't been anything extra in terms of like my capacity being overwhelmed by any means. But yeah, my my business has grown this year just from being able to hire someone. And I have written blog posts about it. I've I've worked on content (laughs) with you about outsourcing, but it took me over two years to do it myself. And I think it is such a trust thing. Like I was saying, the gal I ended up hiring, like I already knew her and trusted her so much. So it was a no brainer. And I had this big thing in my life getting pregnant that kind of pushed me over the edge of like, okay, it is time to hire. But I looking back on this year, it's like I should have done it sooner. I could have served more people. And I mean, because I'm serving more people, my financial gain has increased. And that's like, it's kind of a win win all the way around. As far as not working really at all during maternity leave, I think that working ahead will kind of pad my income the next couple of months for sure, because a lot of my work is hourly, although some of it is flat rate. So that helps a little bit. And we're just being really smart with saving for that time. But at the same time, when my assistant writer is working underneath me, she I'm still kind of having a little bit of income coming in from that. Not not obviously my full rates because I'll be paying her. That will help a little bit too. So it's not just like zero income for three months. And then the other thing that I've been thinking about and talking about and not taking action on quite yet, but I've always wanted to create templates for like sales pages and for newsletters and just just things that business owners need help with, but they may not want to pay a copywriter to fully take on and outsource. So just, just to make those types of content and copy 
related tasks really, really accessible. I'd love to kind of create almost like a full line of everything an online business owner could need to be able to run their business and have like exceptional copy without hiring a copywriter. I love it. That's on the pipeline. Hello. Right? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I think yeah. too, like having some sort of passive income, especially when you're off, there's just like no better feeling of logging into your inbox and it's like you've made a sale and you're like, I was just putting my baby down for a nap yeah. and I created something of value for someone else. Like how Cool. I'm going to hold you to this. I love this idea. Accountability. Now I'm telling a lot of people. So (laughs) somebody email me in like a month and be like, I need this template now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my goodness. So how has been working through your pregnancy been? I know everyone's pregnancy is different. I was miserably ill and pretty much sidelined for the first five months. So how has that been for you? Yeah, it's actually been so, so weird. I think it's so wild, kind of kind of a side note, but it is so wild that just societally, we keep the first trimester so quiet and it makes complete sense because that is like just the highest odds of loss, but it's also the most miserable time of pregnancy and yes. no one knew except for my like immediate family and I felt horrible for about six weeks there, which, oh my gosh, I'm, when I hear about like your pregnancy, just feeling sick for five months that I cannot even imagine you are a saint for dealing with that because I was like, I think I'm just going to have an only child if this lasts much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was like about six weeks there that were just super, super hard. I was in bed at 3 PM every day, just working from bed and like, of course, when I told my clients, a lot of them were like, I had no clue. Like, you're totally normal. I'm like, I wasn't, <laughs> but that's the perk of, you know, I guess working online and not being face to face. I have no idea how I would have done it if I was going into an actual office every day. But yeah, those, the first trimester was very tough energy, nausea. It was just all, I kind of had it all. Another thing that I didn't know about with pregnancy is food aversions. Like I had never heard that was a thing. And I love food. Like I love it. And so it's just kind of, just kind of sad to not be able to enjoy that even and have like this low energy time. So anyways, but after that first trimester, pretty much overnight into the second trimester, it all improved. My energy came back my appetite came back, thank goodness. And I work has really been, it's been great. Like, like I said, I've kind of grown a lot more over these last few months than I had anticipated at the beginning of the year. So I've stayed really, really busy, which has been a super blessing because this, this year is just so weird. I think if I wasn't busy, I would just be going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been better than I expected. Most days too, I don't feel super pregnant. I mean, now that there's like movement and I can feel the baby and stuff and like see it more, I, it feels more real, but like those, probably the first half of pregnancy, it's just like, other than the first trimester, it's felt fairly normal, I would say. And, you know, not being able to have a glass of wine with my husband. I've definitely <laughs> missed that. 
You've been making some good mocktails, though. I really respect oh the mocktail God. game over oh there. Oh, my God. You mocktail <laughs> mistakes here and there. Just FYI to anyone, do not put beets in your mocktail margaritas. I oh. will just say that was a mistake. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I know. I think it was, you know, it'll add some pretty color. And I don't know. They don't have a ton of flavor. No, it tasted like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am just so excited for you. And I think that this just kind of serves as a beautiful reminder, too, for so many, like, if you Google something and you don't see things out there, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them or it's not possible. Like when Audrey was searching for solutions for maternity leaves or ways to prepare as a contractor and a business owner, sometimes it means that it's just time to forge your own path. And I think that your story, Audrey, is one of just that where you're consistently just kind of leaning into what you need and what you desire and what's in alignment with the life that you want to live. And I know and have been able to watch so many successful women transition into motherhood with such grace, but also just with this even deeper drive to continue the work that they once started when they're ready to jump back in. And I think it's just such a joy to watch women believe that they can do both things and that they can do them well. I want to know, Odd, have you picked out a word of the year for 2021 yet? What do you think that word will be? (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I'm trying to get my life together. That is such a good question. We'll have to share it when the episode airs. You'll have to post what your word for 2021 will be. It'll be like this great reveal. Yes. I'm I'm like softened times two because now I'm going to have to like double down on that. (laughs) It's a natural process. This year I think was presence. Yes. And I think that would be a good one because like I was saying, it's, I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed in this new chapter. And I don't want to focus on being stretched thin. I want to focus on just the goodness in each and every piece of my life. And I am so grateful to have women like you who are like in a similar stage as I am, but just a year or two ahead. And I can look at you and kind of, it's just such it's such a great thing to have people in your life who you can look up to and kind of walk after and see like, okay, they can do this. And that means that I can do it too. And everything that happens, I think good or bad is temporary. And just remembering that and just knowing that it's all going to be okay. So I love that. I think there was like so much fear for me around like identity, like who am I going to be when I'm a mom? Am I going to be just a mom? Am I going to be Coco's mom? Or am I going to be Jenna? Am I going to lose my drive? Am I going to look back and think everything I've ever built is worthless and this is the only thing I want to do? Or am I going to not love motherhood and want to pour myself into work? And I think that I really doubted if it was possible to be a present in a good mom and still run a successful company. And I'm so grateful to report live from (laughs) Jenna Kutcher (laughs) that it is possible and that it is beautiful and that your life can be just so rich and that your work can still mean so much. 
And that like your time offline is so much better than even those pretty little squares. And I'm just, I'm so excited for you to experience all those things. And I'm even more excited to walk alongside of you as you do that. Yes. Oh, thank you so, so much. I can't wait. Honestly, I cannot wait to have this baby (laughs) just for all of it to be here and just to start navigating it. It's, it's so exciting. It's so scary, but I think the good definitely outweighs any of the fear. So I can't wait. Where can everybody find you and connect with you and learn more about you? Drop all the places, but make sure you guys don't request any work from her for the months (laughs) of January through March. Thank you very much. (laughs) I do have a little wait list going though, because I've had some people reaching out to me. So if you do need anything starting in the spring and after, then you can reach out to me on my website, which is audreyjoanne.com or on Instagram, which is oddskelton, which is A-U-D-S-K-E-L-T-O-N. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Audrey. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for Audrey and this next chapter of her life. I think as women, especially women with careers, we're often left feeling like we have to choose either motherhood or career, and it can lead to a lot of questions, and it can be really hard, like Audrey said, to plan when you don't know necessarily what you're planning for. But all I can say is lean on women who have gone before you, stay in tune with that little tiny voice that is your intuition, and do the very best you can with what you've got. You know, I'm no expert. I've only walked through this once, but even just that first experience into motherhood has taught me so much. It has uncovered different angles of myself and revealed the softness that didn't exist before Coco did. And I'm so excited to watch Audrey lean into that word of her year, softening, because it will naturally come when her baby does. I'm so excited to get to lead this team and to get to watch these personal transformations up close and personal. And I'm even more grateful that you took the time to tune in and listen to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.